0: The Blast from Our Past Network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. So this episode is specifically for the folks out there stuck in the Corona quarantine. Uh, We are trying to produce a fun show for everyone to enjoy a little extra bit of content uh, this week. Right? So we can all have fun, we can all have something to yes. do while we're all stuck inside playing video games or, or working, like a lot of us are still actually working. Tess, you're working. Yeah. I'm working, so
1: <laughs> I am working. I am working. John Babe is working in the John, living room right now. John as Babe speak. is
0: Myra's working too, but there are a lot of people who are not working or that are stuck at home with their kids and need to listen to something else besides their kids. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that's And what we're you said in. this
1: is a fun episode, but Corey all of our episodes are super fun I don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> this is true because we literally just finished recording the Mad Max episode and that yeah. was probably one of my top three like most fun episodes that we've done I think
1: oh yeah yeah I know I just went in the living room and John babe was like how was it I was like I think that was my favorite episode we've ever recorded
0: <laughs> right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yes. so yeah oh, so, well,
0: so this is uh we're, what are we doing Tess what are we breaking down here
1: Oh, well let me just uh introduce ourselves. We are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. I'm Tess. I'm
0: Corey, and we definitely That's did not Corey. introduce ourselves on the Mad Max we, episode. We did not.
1: <laughs> Can we introduce ourselves again? No, then no, no, it doesn't work. That way.
0: <laughs> Maybe that one really should be the giggly. bonus one and this is the main one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Oh well. Here we are. It's all good.
0: <laughs> I think everyone knows what they typed in when they when they found us. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, I know at some point you get to you're like, you know where you're at. Right, exactly. You know yeah, all right. So, we're gonna talk comic book movies, but more importantly, the MCU that stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: That's Isn't right, me? the <laughs> aka the Marvel movies.
1: Marvel movies. Woo-hoo. Yes, Corey, you suggested that we do our top five. Uh, one being our favorite, five being our least of the top five. Yeah, shit. I guess
0: right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then we're gonna pick our least favorite ever in the whole MCU, yes. which was difficult for me because I do adore the MCU. But oh, if I had to pick one, I did pick one. I <laughs>
0: mean, I have a least favorite Star Wars movie. Like you know, like <gasps> even
1: if and you know,
0: <laughs> they can still fall uh, on the category of. least favorite even if it's by a percentage although Assert. phantom menace is 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 kind of low so <laughs> is that
1: the one which one is that one in the number like uh, fan-
0: or- number uh, episode one the one oh yeah. yeah the technically the first in the entire you know saga well, those are terrible. Yeah.
1: why. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: but we're not here to break those down. <laughs> no, we're, here to we're not. Here the MCU. And because Tess and I were talk uh, tossed around some ideas for some bonus episodes and, you mm-hmm. know, ones that we kind of wouldn't have to read a comic book for or something to be able to produce it a little bit quicker. And lists, everyone loves lists. So that yeah. seemed to be the easiest uh, thing that we could, we sort of landed on. And uh, we've got some ideas for like some some uh, comic book movies, like All Encompassing, uh, some time Top five movies you didn't know were comic books type of stuff but for this one i felt like the mcu it was much more targeted like i didn't you didn't yeah. have to go into google it took a lot less work to kind of figure out half these movies are pretty much sitting on my my blu-ray shelf anyways and i can just sort of like eyeball them so like yeah this is it's it's just easy and fun not to say that easy is bad it's just that this is fun right like yeah yeah
1: yeah where were you when they first started the mcu where were you in life?
0: Um I was in LA. So I was in yeah, I just I think I just got to LA basically. Oh
1: nice. Yeah. I think I was in high school still.
0: was okay, okay. So I was after after college. I'm reaching for my phone because that's actually a good point to, to see when the MCU started uh, with Iron Man. What year yeah. was Iron Man? Do you happen to have that pulled up real quick?
1: I do, but let me just talk over me opening my tablet, pretending like I'm not scrolling here. <sighs> Who
0: can get to it faster? And Is it this,
1: 2010? This makes 2010?
0: fantastic radio. No, oh, uh, 2008. <laughs> so 2008. So 2008. Yeah,
1: yeah. I graduated in 2009, so okay. yeah. that's I'm cool. still in high school.
0: Yeah, I was I think I was either in LA or just getting to LA or just about to go to LA when that okay. came out. So it's funny because like I almost was like, I was breaking down them the, in my head by phases. You know, we all know phase one, two, and three. And I'm like, I'm looking back at phase one and I'm like, man, that's like, and I thought to myself something like nostalgic MCU. And I was like, holy moly, Ooh. the MCU has been around so long now that you can actually use the term nostalgia associated with it because it's been around for like 12 years. That's crazy. That's
1: insane. Anything over a decade is, what? like what considers nostalgia? Anything over a decade ago? I, I, I guess. I guess. I, uh, yeah, I know
0: what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, what does, like, a decade break up, and, like, what's the the, the naming structure of that? I, I don't... Yeah, for some reason, it's yeah. just, like... I was, like, looking at those first ones, and I'm just, like, it's so long ago. And that's what I yeah. think is crazy, you know? But they're, like you said, they're fun. I love all of them.
1: Yeah, me too. I love them every time, you know? It's, like... So, okay. So, we... I would say since the thirty-plus episodes that we've had on this on OCD, we've mostly talked about DC comics because I think that a lot of our loves, like I love the Batman world, and so do you. And I think we just kind of fell there, and we certainly want to have like more Marvel stuff uh, comics to review. That was just that wasn't on purpose. It's just kind of how it turned out. So I am really happy to make a Marvel focused episode for that reason. Um, But like, even though we love DC, like I think. Like, just as much, I love Marvel, and, and, like, DC's kind of, like, the darker child of the two, you know? it's just a little darker, a little... Movie-wise, little...
0: yeah, movie-wise, movie wise. definitely, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, like, Marvel is, like, you know, you will walk out of that theater with a smile on your face and a tune in your heart. Yeah. It's just, it's just a good time, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: all of them are pretty much. I mean, like you said, we we do have a couple, uh, one or so that we we don't like as much. But even those low end ones are still fun. They still, uh, I like the fact that they still bring a mythos to the table. Like they add a yeah. piece to the puzzle. And then I love the fact that all of them kind of build into these Avengers scenarios. They all build towards something. And I mean, we got to give credit to, to Kevin Feige. Uh, I, I always have a hard time how to pronounce his name. I think it's Feige, but he's the, yeah, the so, executive okay. producer guy who's oversees all of these, make sure, make sure they fit and everything together, you know, and that's not easy to do because like what if one needed to come out before the other and then something happens with that one and, mm, you yeah. know, production gets slowed down and things get messed up. He's the one that keeps them all in order, keeps them all cohesive, and then we see DC try to do the same thing and fail at it and, yeah, and we're happy that, you know, yeah. DC is doing its own thing now and just embracing its individuality and not trying to ape you know the the MCU outline but it also just goes to show like how special he is to the MCU so hats, yeah. hats off to him because all these movies are great and I love that they all build to something um, yes
1: and many hats off to mr. Stanley himself yes. he uh, the heart of it all
0: exactly always so without further ado because I think uh I think that our picks are gonna lend themselves to a discussion as to you know why we enjoy them and everything <laughs> yeah. and uh you know that's what we want we want the list to just basically be a backbone of a of a fun tangy sort of discussion so test yeah. uh ladies first yes. with your sure. i figured uh oh and just to let the, all the people know um let's do the the bad one and the one we like the least in between two and one um okay and then Ooh. if yeah. if we have one if one person's like number five is the other person's number three, we will talk about it when we get to the lower number.
1: Okay. okay. Copy that. righty. Let's do it. So All right, here ladies we go. first, Jumping test in.
0: number five.
1: Number five is Thor Ragnarok.
0: Oh my. Guess what? That <laughs> is lower for me, so we will talk about that when oh,
1: we get there. Okay. Okay, deal. All righty. And what's your number five?
0: <laughs> my number five is Doctor Strange.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. A good is that one, one
0: is not lower on yours? He,
1: not on my list at all, but he if it, there was a number six, it would be number yeah. six.
0: No, me. I feel you. He it, he just got e- eked out. Um, yeah, yes. that I mean, that's in uh, that was in phase three, I, I believe, or was that phase two? It doesn't matter. I don't know point. the phases. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, I just loved it. I thought it was visually trippy. Um mm-hmm. I didn't read a lot of Doctor Strange stuff as a kid, although I was familiar with him. Mostly, I think my connection to Doctor Strange mostly came through What If comics. Uh, he would be in a, a What If, and you know, and usually he would die, and it was interesting. But uh, and we, you know, the MCU, <laughs> the DC, uh, Disney Plus is going to put out that What If TV show, that animated I can't show. Wait. Me too, can't I'm excited. Wait. Um, but so I didn't really know that much about Doctor Strange other than normal stuff. So. As an origin story movie goes, I thought it was great. I I learned about him, I learned about these other characters, um the the his friend in it the guy who was the bad guy in serenity the you know he was the the operative in serenity he was mordo mordro he was his friend in doctor strange but then by the end of the movie oh, yes. yeah he's yes, going to yes, be yes, like yes, his yes, yes. essentially he's going to be like his biggest villain um right. but i thought that was he that guy was great every all the actors were great in it and i just loved it it was beautiful it was it was amazingly shot i loved all the trippy effects i was definitely smoking when i went and saw it so that definitely helped (laughs) but uh, I loved it. I loved it and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the next one because uh, number two, I think it's called like Into the Multiverse or something like that but they said they really wanted to actually bring some horror elements to it so I'm like, okay, (gasps) I want to see the MCU try different genres And I do think they do that well And I'll, I'll kind of talk about it later on But I do think that one thing that the MCU Does well is it, The movie is still like 80% An MCU movie but then they can mm-hmm. start Dipping into other genres like how How uh, Winter Soldier is, a Tom, is Essentially like a Tom Clancy movie But in a superhero universe And then this is kind of like a, a trippy magic movie But it's still 80% You know uh, MCU But I like that they allow the MCU allows these movies to kind of do 10% into different genres and different things. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. that here.
1: Yeah. I love how, uh, even in Dr. Strange, um, they take a man who is just full of ego and just so good at what he does and really just simplifies them and grounds him to become this like all powerful trap time travel sort of kind of, kind of guy. And, it was. It was very cool. It was ve- like you said, very different for the MCU.
0: Yeah, and very, very fun. So I, I really enjoyed that one. What, uh, what's your number four then?
1: Number four is Endgame.
0: Ooh, it's not on my list. So have at it. <laughs>
1: Um, I really enjoyed Endgame. I have to say it is very hard to wrap up a series. <clears throat> Game of Thrones. Hmm. Um, it is very hard to wrap up a series very nicely and fold everything away so neatly. I will say that this did a very good job of wrapping some things up, um, making some things come full circle, especially Captain America's story at the end. I freaking Love that. That made me cry. Um, I love the um, the end of Iron Man when Iron Man dies. Spoiler alert. Sorry if you haven't <laughs> seen it at this point. That's on you. Um, I liked um, just how they incorporated everything. Because I have to say, because everything is so different in the MCU. They had quite a chore on their hands to include everybody somehow in Endgame, because everybody was affected and they definitely needed to put everybody in there to remind us how many different types of storylines are in the MCU. And because everything is so diverse for the most part, it was very difficult. And I will say that they did a fantastic job, and, in my whole opinion.
0: And Endgame also features a time-traveling Captain America staring at his own ass saying, that is America's ass. <laughs> Best best part of the movie.
1: (laughs) I don't remember that. Why don't I remember that? I
0: don't know because that is <laughs> such did. an amazing line. I love I mean, <laughs> he's, when he fights himself. You know, uh, from Avengers One. Yeah, it was it was funny. Um, was yeah, awesome. Endgame's. I I enjoyed Endgame. I liked uh, the the one prior to that Infinity War more, mm-hmm. um, but okay. I I was impressed with what they were able to achieve with uh, with Endgame, and I was impressed with like like how they could even just pull that off with all those different actors scheduling wise. I think, you know, maybe I need to go see it again, but maybe I was too wrapped up in the technicalness of it, but I was like, it's an impressive feat of technical you know achievement essentially I'm like wow just yeah. scheduling alone of all these A-list actors who you know essentially the MCU turned into A-list actors and now they all get great jobs but you know like like someone had to schedule all those people and let's not forget like that's what a producer does like the producer yeah. isn't just like, like, a, like when you're not just the Kevin Feige doing this crazy like building this whole entire universe just producers normally do stuff like schedule people People, schedule locations, yeah. figure out budgets and stuff, and the person who is the producer was in charge of scheduling all those actors. I feel for them. I guarantee you, they woke <laughs> up in the middle of the night with like night terrors. You know? Oh yeah. It's that. I hope crazy. they got paid
1: handsomely. I agree. <laughs> goodness, I'm a coordinator in real life, and the idea of coordinating that much, oh no. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Man, and then and then all that CGI work and everything. I mean, it's just it's just an impressive feat. Uh, and I yeah. did like Fat Thor. I thought Fat Thor was great. And
1: Fat Thor, because <laughs> it, it was you know it
0: was awesome because like. It showed that you could be depressed but still be worthy, you know, and I thought that that was yeah. a very it was an amazing message to sort of uh give, but uh, at the end of the day, it's just not one of my favorites i I think it was just it relied more on spectacle and than it did on on story, and that's why I think I liked the one prior to it, which that one didn't even make my list either so mm. I, I think yeah. I like more of the the singular character stories are are my favorite um and with that. I'm going to go with my number four, which is Thor Ragnarok. So I'm going to let you talk about what you liked about Thor Ragnarok, because you had it first anyways.
1: Yes. So I think that, okay, so I love the first Thor. That was some of my favorite. When I, whenever that, the year that the first Thor came out with Natalie Portman, like, I wasn't with John, babe, and I was just kind of like a single youngling. And I was like, damn, Thor, hello. Um, And I was certainly like, what a heartthrob. But now that I watch it, I'm like, damn, this is so melodramatic and like soap opera-y. I like Thor Ragnarok because it was like, Comedy the whole way through, like I'm. I love comedy in any sort of especially like stressful settings, like you know, like a a, a a evil uh space witch, whatever her name was. I loved her as well, which was played by one of my favorite actresses ever. And I'm not uh, skipping on her name, but she was amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just I also love movies with lots and lots of color, mm. that's why I love Birds of Prey because there's so much color, and this one. Certainly had it. Also, loved Hulk in this one. How he just like became this character that had such way more personality than Hulk has ever had before. And the fact that he was like stuck as Hulk, like the majority of the time, was just added to the comedy. And I just freaking loved it.
0: Yeah. I I pretty much agree with everything you just said. <laughs> I enjoyed all 3 Thor movies. I know a lot of people put Thor: Dark World real low on their lists. Honestly, it didn't make it on my list, but that would have been my number 6. I was like, I'm not going to put two uh, I was like, I'm not going to put two Thors on here, you know, um but even at the same time, honestly, all 3 of the Thors, I think are so much fun. I did not know that much about Thor either going into the MCU, mo- you know, watching them. So, seeing Chris Hemsworth in, in the yeah. first Thor like, like you said, it's the first thor is like there's drama but the the comedy that they added was so outstanding. He is so good at comedy, Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Just go watch uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call. He's fantastic in that too. And he's just, he's absolutely amazing. I love him. he I have a huge man crush on him. He is fantastic. <laughs> but I love seeing the evolution of his character ending in Thor Ragnarok. And Thor Ragnarok, yeah, it's just the culmination of all the best parts of the first two movies. And mm-hmm. like you said, I love the colors of that film. Especially knowing that the production designer who created the ships looked at '80s action figure toys in, in, and <laughs> in ships and whatnot, and dude, when I was watching, I was like, "I was like, why does this feel so weirdly familiar to me?" And even like the color palettes of things, like how like a ship would be like it would be like neon orange with like bright blue like splotches on it that's exactly what the toy guns looked like back in the 80s when they couldn't paint them black anymore like they had to start painting them all these neon colors and it looked like the ships because they specifically took that style again it was like a love letter to the 80s which got me right (laughs) in the in the cockles um and and then it was also like like uh, this hilarious movie and jeff goldblum outstanding and it just all around phenomenal acting around and valkyrie is awesome in it she's so freaking cool Valkyrie oh my gosh she's she's great and then it's just oh it's just it's perfect it's amazingly perfect I, I want to like put it at my number one but I'll you know I'll explain my number ones my earlier ones like it's one of those things where i'm like this could be number two this could be number it all depends on on like my mood at the time and i will just say can i just say real quick i would say that like my top five mcu list it probably floats a little bit based on like my mood just kind of like my top five you know like one day i'm in more of a tron mood than i am in mad max mood i would put you know i put on that day i would put tron higher than mad max you know but they all float within the top five, so yeah. some days like Ragnarok may be number two. Right, we're just doing it today. Yeah,
1: so we should record this again as another bonus episode, and they'll float around. Yeah,
0: and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> <Totally> exactly. <different. laughs> I do it long enough where I forget, and then we'll see if the 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 things jive together. So yeah, yeah totally. it's so much fun. What uh, what is your number
1: three? Number three is without a doubt Black Panther. Mm.
0: Uh, It is not on my list.
1: No. Uh, When we saw that one in the theater, John Babe and I walked out and we just were like quiet because it was just like it. It had never been done before that way. It just everything was from top to bottom. Music, color, acting, story, costumes, um, mythos type of thing. Like, you know, very cultural, like just oozing with culture. And it was it was different. It was like, like you said before, like every single character in the mcu is so unique and so different and this one was no different (laughs) than that it was it was its own movie and it was impactful and i just absorbed it and i've probably watched it 20 times since we've got disney plus i freaking love that movie
0: and might i add has a great villain because like we've said before like we've said before, a good antagonist does not necessarily like they think what they're doing is the right way to do it and they think that they're doing the right thing. And he may, you know, he may be aware of his actions and everything, but at the end of the day, he he doesn't believe he's the bad guy, you know? And that's what makes him a great villain.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. It's like you leave feeling bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like at the end you're like, "Oh, but He was totally justified. He was trying to get revenge for his dad. You
0: get his point of view. Yeah, you totally see his point of view. You're like, oh, I get it. I totally get it. You're empathetic to it.
1: Yeah, it's like, usually when a villain dies, you're like, like, Immortem Joe.
0: (laughs) All all last episode, you, you could not get that right. I love it. I love it. What is it? Immortem Joe? Immortem. Okay,
1: Joe, the backpack yeah, from like, Mad okay. Max. Him when he died, I'm like, yes, rip his face off. Yeah, but this one, I was like, no. Yeah, wait. Yeah, you didn't even you didn't
0: want him to die in this one because you know, no. like you said, you were empathetic with him. So it's yeah. it's it's a good movie. Uh, you know, it's probably in my top ten, but yeah. it just it didn't make the the, the top five. So, but okay. it's it's a fantastic movie for for every reason that it did make your top five.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what's your number three, Corey? My
0: number three is the OG, the first uh, Avengers. I love mm. that movie. Um, like, I mean, never we never saw anything like that before up until this yeah, point. Like, that's true. Th- that it's, I, you know, I know that Iron Man, quote unquote, started it all, but I would say the Avengers started it all because up until that point. Up until the Avengers came out, it, we knew it was coming. We knew that that's what we were working towards, but yeah. we didn't know if it was going to be pulled off. So I feel like once everyone saw the Avengers work, that's what really s- basically stamped home, oh, the MCU has legs and it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And and it has real impact on things. And I think it's, it's post-Avengers 1 is when just the superhero, the MCU genre basically came solidified. And, you know, uh, Endgame is bigger, you know, Infinity War is bigger, you know, even uh, Age of Ultron tried to be bigger, but this one just, I loved it, you know what, I loved it for one simple fact. It takes place in New York. And that's what I do mm. not like about the fact that in-game takes place like the giant battle at the end on in-game takes place on a barren field that's been destroyed mm-hmm. that just looks like a s to me, just looks like a soundstage. Whereas in Avengers it was in New York. It felt real. It felt like this is the comic books that I've been reading my entire life. Spider Man. Sure. Spider Man is not fighting villains in a field. He's fighting villains and, and fighting off an, an invasion in New York. And I don't understand why the MCU has never gone back to that. But that is what I love singularly about the first Avengers movie. And then everything else is just—it's just amazing all around. It just everything they do with Cap, everything they do with every single character in that movie is just outstanding.
1: Yeah, it's like it was like they finally put the toolbox together and you could see how they could build it like everybody had a piece of the puzzle that was going to solve the world's biggest troubles. It was awesome. Also, it was called the Tesseract. So... <laughs> so...
0: That was a <laughs> reach. But I will I will give that one to you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you. I just want to say Tess was the uh, the core of all of MCU. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> that was, That was a good one, guys. That was a good one. I'm going to. I'm gonna remember that one.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, that's what if anybody asks me what Tess is short for, I'm gonna say Tesseract. Now. Uh, now
0: that that's a bit right there. That's a good one. That that was right? a good one. And <laughs> what is Tess short for? Tesseract that's right yeah that's a mic drop right there yes
1: yeah exactly <laughs> oh. thank, you, thank you thank you i'll be
0: here all night but yeah that's, i mean that's a it's a fun one i mean you like it yeah. right i mean so Oh yeah
1: oh yeah absolutely i love that one i saw that one right out of high school and it was just it was great i think i saw it twice in theaters and i loved it both times and it was i i love a good kick-ass badass gonna get you know what done movie and this yeah. was it for yeah. sure and it was yeah,
0: it was oh, so good. Just I oh now I want to go back and rewatch that. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, what
1: am I gonna watch? I was gonna watch Mad Max one, two, and three, but now I'm thinking of. About...
0: I know, especially with Disney Plus, you got it yes. all at your your fingertips. Um, Love it. All right, what about your number? T- wait, your number two, right?
1: Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my number two is Guardians of the Galaxy one. Holy macaroni!
0: That is my number two as well. Look Woo!
1: That. <laughs> How about that? So, what do we do? Do we talk about it now? I guess we talk about it.
0: Now. I think we talk about it now. You go I'm gonna say, say we talk off. about it
1: now. Okay. Um, I loved Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy because it was um a musical. <laughs> yeah. It was essentially, with you know, it was like every fight scene was like a really good song, and it was like you were right there with it on the ride, and they picked the best soundtrack and. Freaking Chris Effing Pratt, dude, I love him, I love him and everything he does. And this was no different. This was fan freaking tastic. I want Gamora's hair, um, Groot. Like I am Groot the whole time. How is their comedy? Where the only the guy's only line is "I am Groot," and 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 Trash Pandas, and just this, and even the stupid the stupid muscle guy. Like he was just. <laughs> <laughs> stupid logic was just, it was funny. There was music, Chris Pratt, and outer space, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. I, I,
0: everything, everything you just said, yes, <laughs> I agree with 100%. I'll just add to the fact that, like, I also liked. The design of it. I loved how colorful it was. I mean, the, you gotta figure too, this was the first time the MCU was like, okay, we're gonna go into space. What is space gonna look like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is it gonna look like Star Wars? No. It looks completely different. If you put, I mean, both movies take place in space, aliens, yada, 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 all the same check marks, right? Put the yeah. two movies next to each other, there is a very distinct, stylized difference between the two. And I just love how how the Guardians of the Galaxy just separated itself from you know all these other movies, all these other space movies, and basically carved out their own path, and and car and thus carving out the path of how the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe would look. Because moving forward, they go out into space a lot. After this, yeah, you know, and and for me as a kid and all these other comic book readers growing up, like being in space with your superheroes was no big deal like it happened all the time so we were all waiting it's the next evolutionary step to where this was going to go to so i i love what they did with all the designs i loved how bright and neon-y it was and everything yeah. and personally I like the director. I have been a fan of James Gunn forever. He did mm. um, he did the Dawn of the Dead remake, which I absolutely loved. I saw that movie three times, opening weekend, Dawn of the Dead <laughs> remake. Um, I, the biggest compliment I would give that movie is – if I were to make a zombie movie, it just would have been that. That's like it was everything that I wanted. You know, uh, I thought mm-hmm. he did a great job on that. Uh, he ever seen the movie Super with Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. That's no. that's fantastic. Um, it's dark. It's morbid, but it's it's definitely James Gunn esque. Um, he also did. Oh, shoot. It just just left my brain as I was looking in my head. But OK, you guys can look him up. You guys can follow fi- <laughs> oh, Slither. You ever see Slither with Nathan Fillion? No. Uh-uh. that's a fantastic horror movie it's a Horror, movie? Mm-hmm. horror yep. movie? with uh with nathan fillion and uh Ooh. he's 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 great in it it's 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 a horror movie that is an homage to the the 50s style of horror movie although it does Ooh. have gore that's modern um but it's it's really funny it's it's a horror comedy so i would definitely check out slither and it's james gunn so reason i'm telling you all this i've been a fan of him like a, a super fan of him for a while and i just want to put it on record because the only person that sort of knows this is my buddy diallo who i think okay. who, who i believe listens to the podcast and he will he can attest that i told him out like on the street when we were talking one time out in our neighborhood uh that before guardians of the galaxy came out Everyone was poo pooing on it. Everyone was saying, Do you remember this? Like, everyone's like, Oh, James Gunn, he's not right for this. This is, oh, this is going to be Marvel's first bomb. Everyone Mm -hmm. was saying it like six months before it was coming out. This is going to be Marvel's first miss. This is going to be its first bomb. Diallo can attest. I said, Nope. I said, This is going to do gangbusters. James Gunn is perfect for this. And this movie's going to be amazing. And he knows I'm right. Diallo knows I'm right. You tell me, (laughs) Diallo, I'm right. But because I'm not right about many things, that's the thing. I'm not right about many things. But I'm right, right about, about this. One. this one. I was right about this one. And uh so, so, so weirdly, also, I think I, I feel a little bit of ownership uh, over over the success of Guardians of the Galaxy because I called it. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> anyways. I don't want to be um, a d bag. No, no, it was, no, you're it was okay. just a great movie.
1: I was going to say James Gunn, his brother, something Gunn, he, (laughs) I'm obsessed with Gilmore Girls. I know that I've watched that show so many times. Um they the main one of the um not the main guy but there's a guy in there named kirk and he is like the the town like dunce yeah. kind of guy he's he's the, in this movie yeah, and, I saw him and i was like it's kirk oh uh, okay <laughs> so he he, i didn't
0: i did not know the that he had a career before james gunn like I, he's always yeah. in james gunn movies although he was not in dawn of the dead um so i i i assume that kind of james gunn gave him work but i didn't know that he was kind of a, a prolific actor prior to that
1: yeah oh yeah he's he's great and it was nice to see him in like kind of a bad guy role and uh, also speaking of bad guy who we is a bad guy and not a bad guy is um i'm y- yondu? His- yondu yondu yeah like, yeah yondu when he goes uh, yeah. i may not be your father but i'm your daddy yeah. i'm like Buzz! yeah and i mean i did oh, not
0: love guardians of the galaxy 2 um, I, I understand what he was trying to go for, and and I appreciate it. But Guardians ah. of the Galaxy One was just such like like lightning in a bottle. It was mm-hmm. just perfect on every level. The soundtrack was just absolutely amazing. The action yes. was absolutely amazing. You know uh, what they were trying to do. I like the villain. I like the uh, the zealot. You know, sort of villain. Um, because because if you if you're not gonna make a, a complex villain. Like, if you're not going to make him layered and complex, then make him a zealot. Make him just completely committed to whatever cause he believes in, and then just go in that direction. And I, the guy who played him, Lee Pace, I think he's great. I think he's a fantastic actor, and I think he did a great job with Ronan the Accuser. And I will say... Scary every eyes. single time, Scary. every single time at the end when when Chris Pratt reaches for his mom, I cry. I cry every oh. single time because I'm a mama's boy. I, I grew up with a <laughs> single single mother. Grew up with my mom, so like I am a mama's boy. And that scene makes me cry every time. I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about it.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. That's awesome. That and that's a beautiful thing about the MCU is that it truly like pulls your heartstrings every which way. Like, you will, like, somewhere within the MCU, you will find one where it's just like, dang, that got me. I, I, I've been there. I understand that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Good. I'm glad you had that moment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah and I mean I have that movie every time when I see it because it's just like, it's such a, it's so I mean the whole movie is just so very well done. I mean, yes it's yeah. flashy, yes it's it's you know got all these these things to it, but at the same time it's very well made like like structurally paced wise. Like like for me Pacing of a film is very important, you know. Like I hate it when yeah. he, when a movie is like awesome at the beginning, awesome at the end, and they just like do all this exposition in the middle, and you're like, Oh my god. Like here it's just perfectly up down, up down, up down, all the way through, and it's just a ride the entire time. And yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt killed it. Everyone kills it in this movie. There's no there's no non killing it in this movie, you know?
1: Yeah. Why is this not our number one, man? I swear. Uh, I'm t- but it's close seriously to hear your number one seriously (laughs)
0: i know i know for realsies but before we get to number one before we get to number one let's give our our honorable non-mentions to uh to what is your least favorite movie in the mcu
1: okay i'm saying this with a heavy heart because i know it is kind of one of john's babe's favorites because he loves cap But Miley's favorite is 2006 Captain America Civil War. Mm. I cannot.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: (laughs) too chunky. I watched it twice in the theater because I really wanted to understand it and I was fully paying attention. But it just left us non-comic book readers at the time uh, out of the loop. Uh, I didn't understand Bucky. I didn't understand Iron Man. I just, it was too much, too fast, too soon, too much of a, I understand it was a gap filler film just because we needed, we actually needed some components of that to get to the Avengers movies. And I understood that. I respect that. I know those movies have to exist. I'm sure that was a hard decision that you guys had to pick a filler movie. But that one, I just, oh, there was no heart. There was no passion. I just, I didn't feel it. At all.
0: It's it's not my, you know, one that I'm going to pick, but I will pretty much say everything you just said. I felt kind of the same way. It's definitely in my, like, bottom, you know, three to five. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely not in my top at all of MCU movies. Um, Honestly, pretty much felt the same way you did. I, I thought it was like, okay, I was like, yeah, I see what you're trying to do, but I don't feel it. And I think that was yeah. the problem. I, all that being said, the only asterisks, and, and maybe this is the reason it's not at my very bottom. I still do enjoy that fight at the airport when with, yes. you know, you know, that, like that was kind of like for the comic book kid inside of me. Like that was everything that I read come to life, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll sit through that movie to get to that point. But without mm-hmm. that. In it, I def- it would be even lower, maybe even at the end, the same as yours. So I'm with you. I'm with you on <laughs> that one. It was not a strong suit for the MCU.
1: Yeah. And what's your least
0: favorite, Corey? Oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna just do a tie, and and okay. <laughs> for, both for the same reason. But um, I gotta say Iron Man two and then <gasps> Avengers two: Age of Ultron. So like, I don't know what's with the number twos, you know? Um, but yeah. Iron Man two. Did not like that. Thought that was just, just, mm, was not feeling that at all. And then Age of Ultron, again, I'm just, you know what was bad about Age of Ultron? Mm. I was like halfway through the movie, I was aware that I didn't like it. Like, you know Uh, what I mean? Like, like, I wasn't even into the movie. Like, it didn't even take me afterwards to sort of figure it out. I was like, oh, I don't. Well, I don't like this. I don't like any <laughs> of this. I just, I just, no. again, I was just not feeling it. And I, I feel right. like I can't, I can't formulate why because I haven't seen it as much. I can't even recall. I've probably seen that one maybe four times total, which is really funny when you think about it, that the, the, the one that I hate the most, i still seen like four times. But like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's just, I just, at the end of the day, just not feeling it. Not feeling either mm. of those movies.
1: I'll be honest, I don't even remember those, yeah I'm exactly trying to remember the plot, yep. and I just can't remember <laughs> don't
0: need to yep you're you, you know what that that says everything you need to possibly know <laughs> Iron Man two does it just does not have anything really going for it. I did not like it, I think it was it was what introduced um. Black Widow though, like that was a thing. Uh, remember when she had those red curls? Her hair was like Mm -hmm. kinda curly. That was kinda her hair has changed so much over the MCU. Um, Of
1: everybody. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I mean and who the heck knows when uh when the Black Widow movies coming out now because of the quarantine. So, but Oops. Tess and I still plan on seeing it and reviewing it whenever it comes out. Same as Wonder yeah, Woman. Man. So I, I think you guys can pretty much mm-hmm. expect we're going to do all moving forward. We're always going to do like big major superhero motion pictures in the oh, theater yeah. and then review them on, on the podcast. Any um,
1: excuse to watch a comic book movie for, quote, work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll right. Mean, exactly. We'll <laughs> for, for, quote, unquote, work. <laughs>
1: yeah. I gotta do it for work, man. Man.
0: Uh, all right, Tess. Your number one MCU movie. You can watch it at any point in time. It's your favorite one. Yep. Lay it on I
1: us. I watched it yesterday, Mr. Corey. It is 2019's Captain Marble. I cry every time at the end when she is fully herself um, in outer space and she really just starts to turn the whole movie around. She's just fantastic, amazing. I feel like this one is up there with Wonder Woman. Um, This movie is just from top to bottom, just so great. Also, I love her style. Um, I'll always comment on the chick's style because I love good fashion sense and good <laughs> Um, and I'm not just saying that I, 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 appreciate that when they get it right. Um, uh, yeah. Also, the only thing that bothers me <laughs> is when the girl's hair is in their face. <laughs> they didn't get Captain Marvel's hair right until freaking end game when they cut off her hair. If you're a superhero, put it in a ponytail, braid it all the time, or freaking cut off your hair. You, as a superhero female, you don't need it in your face. I I don't I, understand that's still a thing,
0: and I love that they gave her the Mohawk look. Uh, that yes. was such guts that that took guts to do that, and uh, it was definitely a little bit of you know fan service for the fans of the comic book. But I love the Mohawk look; I think that's super cool. Now, Tess, growing up, like for you, the '90s is kind of like my '80s. So, so did you enjoy yeah. that aspect, that nostalgic aspect to it?
1: Oh, a hundred percent! Especially when she lands on Earth and she we see a blockbuster first thing. I was like, (laughs) yes, yeah, that is a hundred percent like nostalgia for me. That is like, like out of like the tears of nostalgia, like top five nostalgic things that make me go way back is just if there was a candle that was tight that was called Blockbuster Store, it would like (laughs) old old carpet and and with like popcorn butter and Mm -hmm. and like the smell of the burning tape um, on the VHS just a little bit. Like, that would be the perfect can- nostalgic candle for me. <laughs> so, yes, it's like hit all those points.
0: That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> what,
1: what would your nostalgic candle smell like?
0: <laughs> it would, it would uh, you know what? You know what my nostalgic candle would smell like? It would huh. smell like 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 slime from the 80s the the green slime uh-huh. from ghostbusters and slime was everywhere in the 80s even he-man had a slime thing to it and I, kn- <laughs> I know you can go make them now like youtube tells you how to do it but the 80s slime had a very specific smell to it and it would it would definitely be that that is the smell of my childhood <laughs> but i do hey, I, I know exactly the the blockbuster smell you're talking about yeah i know yeah. exactly what that is and like anyone born like post the blockbuster era like you can't explain it to them it's just that blockbuster no. smell but like if you go to someone on the stream, and be like you smell blockbuster oh yeah yeah i know i know what that smell is <laughs> but you can't it's because it's a collection of smells there's because yes. there's also like there's plastic in there it's the smell yeah. of plastic <laughs> yeah. the smell of desperation <laughs> yes yeah,
1: some some like like uh vanilla perfume from like bath and body Works yeah. sprayed on a girl who's in like the the romance section like you know what i mean it's the, the smell of the- Prime dude the over smell the video store. The
0: like the, 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 smell the Oxy of what? Zit cleaning uh, formula cuz oh, all the yeah. guys working there had zits, you know cuz they're all yes. teenagers. <laughs> did not
1: you work in a video store?
0: I did. I did. Well, but my the video store that I worked at was like one of those mom and pop stores. that had like um. all the all the regular VHSs in the front and then all the adult stuff in the back and not a single person ever rented anything from the front so have, have you ever seen the movie Clerks I think I've said this on the podcast yes yes, yes I, I don't was... remember it but I have seen it okay next time you rewatch it with John babe the the character Randall the one not uh-huh. in the convenience store but the one that works at the video store that was literally me <laughs> from the age of like 19 to like 25 yes
1: oh my gosh please shout out uh, on the post uh, for this episode if you know exactly what Corey's talking <laughs> yes. about yes. Please,
0: <laughs> please do please do um <laughs> man but uh yeah oh, that awesome. that uh yeah so okay <laughs> i i you know i need to i need to rewatch captain marvel i've actually okay. only ever seen that one um i will say that it was just a smidge unimpressed by it but that yeah. could have been the moment that i was in or something i, I don't know i need to give it uh, a revisit i did like her character in endgame um i think she's really cool i I, yeah. I think she looks neat i just i just didn't love it the way i wanted to love it but i like i liked individual pieces of it do you know what i mean like i'm like yeah. okay but sometimes the whole didn't quite grasp me completely um but i i would like to give it a a rewatch absolutely it is on Fair. disney plus yeah. right
1: oh yeah Great. Oh, yeah I we got it yesterday. yeah okay we
0: have that that's perfect
1: perfect all right, Mr. Corey, what is your number one MCU movie?
0: Okay. All right. My number one is 2014 Captain America Winter Soldier.
1: Ooh. Explain.
0: Yeah. I mean, where do I begin? Like I said earlier, <laughs> I love the fact that it was kind of darker. I love the fact that it was, it tried to be a superhero movie, but more realistic. Um, okay. It felt. Like a Tom Clancy movie, but like, and when I say that, I mean like movies like. Clear and Present Danger. Um, you know, like these political intrigue thrillers that used to happen in the 90s with Harrison Ford, you know? And he's yeah. always on the cover running. It felt like one of those movies in a superhero costume. Like, they actually had elements of that. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, it has one of my favorite fights ever is Cap versus uh, Batroc at the beginning on the boat. And it's uh-huh. him versus that kickboxer dude. And it's just so, like, sort of Short and quick and just technical. And man, as my buddy Bert says, that, that scene is my religion. I love that fight scene right there. And then on top of it, It added to this whole. It basically breaks the MCU by adding this whole Hail Hydra thing, you know, into it, where all the all the Shield people are actually Hydra. It's like, oh my god! So you have Captain America fighting all those guys in the elevator. Like every fight scene is absolutely bananas. And then on top of the icing on all of the beautiful cake that is that movie is it has my favorite soundtrack in the entire film the the oh. the um the Bucky like the Winter Soldier score where it does that brrr, like it does that really weird like f- horn noise when he's on screen kind of just to, to show you how like scrambled his brain is and everything like I loved I love the Bucky theme from Winter Soldier and just the Bucky fights and then the fact that he's fighting his best friend like oh my god yeah. like there's so many layers to that that just i have goosebumps right now literally <laughs> thinking about that fight in the street where like it's Cap versus bucky when he doesn't know he's bucky yet but they're they're fighting and like like bucky goes to stab him Cap blocks it with the shield bucky drops the knife it's like it's the, the, the technicalness of the two actors doing that it's like a dance it's 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 like a yeah. it's it's like a musical like you know it's it's amazing to see this level of of technicality to it and and on top of it the, the story with it and everything and i was never a big Captain America fan as a kid uh, in the comic books. I thought he was super cheesy. Never really cared much for him. Um, I was debating on whether I was going to put Captain America First Avenger on here or Winter Soldier. Because at the end of the day, the MCU is the reason that I love Captain America now. Because I, I get it. I understood Because of Captain America First Avenger, the first movie, I see that unlike Superman he he earned his powers like the the fact that yeah. like they showed you that he like skinny Steve Rogers before he gets the super soldier serum he was still Captain America then he would have right. he would have been 100%. on the front lines i love that he would have i mean he would have died he would have died instantly but he was captain america even when he was skinny and i it was one of those things where i watched that movie i was like it clicked for me i was like oh oh i understand Dan Captain America now, like yeah. I get what's so amazing about him is that he earned it. He earned these powers. Un- you know, unlike Superman, he actually earned these powers because he deserves them, and he uses them for good. And I like that his character never like sort of forgets that he was. He never forgets that he was given these powers. You know, like yeah. he never he never squanders it. He never takes it for granted. Um, and then, but the reason that Winter Soldier just won out over it is because like. It just—it took everything that I loved that they did with Captain America and First Adventure and just took it to the next degree. I can watch that movie any second of the day, pop it in, Winter Soldier, love that movie. I think I saw it three or four times in the theater. I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe... Because at this point I was like, you know, like superhero movies. Okay, I get it. We started seeing like what superhero movies are going to be. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. And then this comes out, and it's trying to be like a bit more mature. It's trying to be like a like a like a 90s thriller, like a big budget political espionage thriller that happens to be wrapped up in a superhero movie and I was like oh oh Marvel like MCU I was like oh I see what you're doing you're actually trying to stick your toe into other genres and see if they work I mean they do that with Guardians of the Galaxy it's it's an MCU movie but 20% 20% um uh, uh, sci-fi I would say I would yeah. tell I would say Ragnarok is an MCU movie 20% comedy just pure comedy um you know all these movies uh dr Strange 20 percent trippy drug movie like they they, yeah. they dip in just a big toe you know like just a yeah. big toe and they did that with this but they did it with like clear and present danger and I was like and as someone who grew up watching those movies I was like I see it I see what you're doing and I love it and at the same time too like I was watching agents of shield on TV TV, so they did that whole switchover where the whole show switched and everything. I mean, it was like Mm -hmm. there was so much happening at like at the same time around Winter Soldier, and and literally when Winter Soldier Soldier happened, it made Agents of Shield, the TV show, good. Like it literally Mm -hmm. went from one episode being like one of the worst TV shows ever to being one of the best TV shows ever. So I was like, oh my god, Winter Soldier, just my favorite, my favorite MCU movie.
1: I love how passionate you are about that. (laughs) I, I I'm with you though. I loved Cap's story. I loved, uh, the first captain America because he's such like, he is the American man. He likes, you know, and, and, and I love that pride that he has and just, you know, leading his team and being like the ultimate leader, not a, you know, micromanager bossy man. He's like, no, we're going to lead. Just follow me and trust me. Like I'm, I agree. I, I love Cap, so I'm glad that you <laughs> connect so much with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. I like Good. everything you just said was is definitely definitely correct. So, or yeah. I, I feel that way, and that's what's uh, that's what's cool about it. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, and he's. Yeah. I mean, he's my favorite story point at the very very end of Endgame.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did did I assume John John Babe seen uh, Winter Soldier right?
1: Yes, yes. He's seen Avengers... All of the Avengers movies, a thousand million gazillion times. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, it sounds like Mad Max on the freaking road out here behind me. I don't know if you
0: guys can hear this. I, I, I was wondering what that was. I was <laughs> like, I was like, is someone watching TV? That's so. I guess no one's out and people are drag racing on your street, huh?
1: Yes, I was just thinking that they probably are. It's it's too bad this is not the Mad Max episode. I know, right? <laughs> in the right outside my window. Uh, 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 that,
0: yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been more apropos. Oh, oh yeah. man. But, this but was, anyway, well, yeah. The, well, the, the cool thing is, at the end of the day, the cool thing is, is that the MCU is big enough that like we we only had one or two crossovers, you know. Like like that's what's cool. Like there's so many offerings, there's so many movies that you can just dip your toe into whichever one you like. If you're new to it, you can be like, okay, let me try this one. And I guarantee you, there's going to be one of them that will grab you. You know, like you'll yes. you'll dig into one of them. And I just you know it it'll be personal for whichever one it is for you. But you know, some there's something there for everybody essentially.
1: Yeah, and I I love that this essentially I know you just said essentially, but I'm saying again, essentially came out of the brain of one human, which is Stan Lee, and he's like the god of this universe. He's in every single movie almost, except for the last one because he passed away. But um, it's 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 just. It's just so cool, like, especially the people that I know that are, like, Marvel heads. I'm just going to call them that. I don't know if that's actually what they're called. Marvel heads, where they just are so obsessed with Marvel. They're, like, some of the most genuine, loyal, honest people I've ever met. Because that is what the MCU is about. It's just, like... Pride, loyalty, family, you know, all those really good, like, very Disney morals, and, and this certainly belongs in the Disney world for that reason, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, and and there's all these side movies, too. Like, we didn't even dive into Ant-Man. I mean, I think we, yeah. we both love Ant-Man, but he didn't make our list, but it's like... It doesn't mean that I don't dislike the, like I love all of the MCU movies, you know? Like yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, I would probably, I don't need to watch Iron Man or age of Ultron ever again, but at the same <laughs> time, there will be a point where I'm like, I'm going to watch all of them in order, you know, and I will watch them. I'm not going to skip over them. Like I don't hate yeah. them that much that I would, that I would skip over them, but I'm not going to go out. of. I, I would rather watch Thor Ragnarok again than age of Ultron. Right. Like, like there's still going to be a priority, but like star Wars, I enjoy every single one of these movies. I don't yeah. hate any of them. I don't dislike any of them. I just like some a little bit more than others. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay.
1: um, I'm excited for Avengers Camp in Disneyland that's coming out. supposed mm. oh, to come out. Yeah, later this year.
0: Okay, that's okay. That's uh, that's what they're doing uh, as their next like sort of world. They're they're making an Avenger world, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Exactly. Like they did with Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge or, or whatever.
1: Yes. Cool. Um, I am so stoked for that. It's going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I know, uh, wifey and I will have to come in town to go there because we didn't. We we've been to Galaxy's Edge too, but we've never. We weren't there for that Rise of the Resistance thing, so we didn't even get to experience that. But uh, I definitely would would like to do that and the Avengers thing as well. So I'm sure we yeah. will be back down, uh, maybe you know, 2021, 20, 22, hopefully, when this whole come on down <laughs> when the Corona thing <laughs> clears out. <laughs>
1: Whenever that thing clears out, exactly. Yes. So and we're still we're still in it. It's pretty crazy. We're still in the thick of it, and uh, who knows what's gonna be like on the other side? But hopefully. Avengers Camp is on the other side. Yay! Yay!
0: <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. Yes. Tess, where can we find you out there in uh, the coronosphere?
1: Oh, man. You can find me on Instagram at Tessianos. Yanos. That's G E S S L L L A N O S. And hey, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Instagram at OCD Podcast. And we're also at a slash OCD podcast on Facebook as well. Check us out. (laughs) And if you want to tip us, tip your hats, but mostly tip us, you can definitely, uh, we don't need your money. We just need your Apple podcast rating, please. Five stars, if you will, because we do work very hard here at OCD. Podcast. Yes. Um, Corey, where can we find you in The Matrix?
0: Yes, out there in the world. You can find me on uh, Instagram mostly at Corey Nation, and you guys can find me on a couple podcasts here and there around the BFOP network.com. Our show as well as all the other shows. You can also find us online, all the different pages for the um, each individual website on the network at bfop.com. That's bfop.com and And uh, yeah, we will catch you guys very soon because this was just a bonus episode. So you'll probably be hearing from us in a few days from now with a regular (laughs) episode. So we hope that you enjoy it and uh, feel free to comment on the Facebook and Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. Heck, just give us your top five. You know, give us your list. We want to see your list. I hope that every single person that listens to this episode leaves a comment on either Instagram or Facebook and leave us your list. This is discussion. We want to always encourage ongoing comic book discussion so we want yes. to talk to you about your list so let us know what you think of ours let us know what yours is and let's all discuss because the mcu we all love it or at least we love parts of it there's i, I guarantee you <laughs> <Yeah>. right
1: <laughs> yes i agree yeah i agree yes please do that we love talking to you guys anytime you leave a comment we always like to comment back because that's according mm-hmm. we just love people we're talkers mm-hmm. so please talk to us talk to us on instagram Um, All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. My name is Tess.
0: And I'm Corey. And And that's Corey. (laughs) And with that, we are going to snap out of here like Thanos.
1: (laughs) Corey, where'd you go? (sighs) (laughs) Woo!
0: This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.